You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay. And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. And welcome to another episode of Nerdificent. I'm your host, Ify Wadi Wayne. Sitting across from me, as always, is Danny Fernandez. Hey. How you doing? Try to copy yours. Oh, okay. I we like were on. It. We were finally ended right at the same time. Yeah, I know. It's like we, it was orchestrated. We made it. We made it happen for once in our lives. Never again. Please, somebody clip that and enjoy it. Yeah, clip and enjoy. Clip and enjoy. It's time. It's your boy. Uh, see, I made that rhyme. Ooh, today we we today's gonna be a fun subject, and it's timely. It's timely. The news just broke this past it is last week in the zeitgeist. Yeah, you know there are definitely folks who are like, "What the heck?" Well, now you're hyped because you're like, "Oh, I finally can figure out about the 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 Eternals." You know, the Eternals. Mm-hmm. The Eternals. I was hyped one because Kumel. Mm-hmm. Nanjiani. Very excited to see him and Selma Hayek, who doesn't age. Oh, and I'm me. just so she is mommy and she is also oh, highly recommend checking out her Instagram because she's emo as hell. She's I, I kid you not, Ify, she had uh she had several posts of her just being washed away by the ocean. <laughs> it was so I was like, and somebody was like, Oh, is this a photo shoot? She was like, No, this is just on vacation. And it was just her being in the water and letting the water like r- rush over her face. It was the most emo thing ever. And I'm like, Yes, I used to make my friends do this in like the woods or something with yeah. me, like surrounded by leaves, taking like the most emo, my as chemical I, romance, yeah, like Avril Lavigne. Of course, like we can't uh, leave out my man's paperboy, aka Brian Tyree Henry. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Just in, which he, it was pointed out, he is now part of the MCU and the DC <gasps> universe because he's going to be in the Joker as well. Oh yeah, yeah. He's part of all the universes, and he's in uh, in the Spider Verse. Yeah. So, so all the all the all the universes, the Sony now, the now Sony universe. Yeah. Uh, but without further ado, I definitely want to introduce our guests. Great. All around dude, host of the Mad Titan podcast, stand up comic, funny. Mm-hmm. You've seen him on Screen Junkies, you've seen him on Collider, you've seen him literally anywhere you can see nerdy people do nerdy things. Give it up for Jay Washington. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it up. I'm very happy to be here. Yay. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Seriously, I'm glad to be on here with y'all. Was uh, there anyone that you were really excited that was announced in the Eternals lineup? I, I think the Paperboy announcement was so yeah. dope and the, the Game of Thrones reunion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To basically put Rob Stark and Jon Snow back together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was kind of dope. Um, the Stark boys out of the game. Again, and to get Angelina Jolie in oh, the right. MCU and not just in a cameo. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you hear Angelina Jolie, you're like, all right, she's going to have a smaller role. No, she's a main part of this. And you're like, okay. I feel but like th- there's no way she would take a small, like, because she is Maleficent. Yeah, like, I mean, that's you know, true. But so she, she's in that Disney universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's like a lot of people just want to be a part of the MCU now because right. it's so big. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some people are like, look, I'll just take a role, whatever you got. And to have her in, like you said, Selma Hayek out of all people, mm-hmm. like I could see eventually Angelina Jolie being being Maleficent. 
But then Sam Hayek, you like, yo, somebody was like, this is what you should do. <laughs> this, this that right was probably here. her. <laughs> like, I want to do this. Her agent, yeah. Her agent was like, yo, I got the perfect thing. And the mm-hmm. fact that they did, because of what she's playing, uh, Leah McHugh and Laura Ridloff, what they're doing with their characters, they're gender bending three of the Eternals. Oh, cool. So that's so dope, you know. Yeah. Saying that they've shown Marvel's shown like, look, we don't we don't have to strict stick to the norm what the right. comic books were, you know. We can change a man to a woman or vice versa. That's why it really bothered. Before we hop into what we're geeking out about, that's what really bothered me about she when the She Hulk announcement happened, and I tweeted, "Oh, I would love to have like a beefy actress like that's just thick like playing mm-hmm. it," and they were like, "Um." One, she's like, she's always She-Hulk. She doesn't transform, which is not true. Um, and then, because there are iterations where she chooses she, to permanently. Back, yeah. Uh-huh. And she, yeah. I mean, it takes two seconds to Google, but whatever. Um, and then it just seemed like people were making up excuses for her to not be thicker. I just pointed out, I'm like, you know, all of our female superheroes live action, they're all size six and under, which, you know, is, I'm not body shaming at all. I think that's fine, but I would love to see, if we're talking about I want to see a six five woman yeah. beat the dog crap and right. then have fun. Also, a lot of people forget about She-Hulk, she has a hypersex drive. So oh. that's one of the things about her character. Mm-hmm. Because of her getting that gamma, it, it just enhanced her sex drive. So I want <laughs> yo, gamma radiation make you want <laughs> but, but the Hulk was immune? Uh, hey, look, we, we don't know how much the Hulk was smashing on Scar. Like, <laughs> but... <laughs> We don't know how much. But it, was, it just was so. They were like, uh, "Wouldn't she be studio? Like, wouldn't she? Like, people are just coming up with." There the are mo- tall, like, but also built women. To yeah, do they were this. like, "How am I? How are we going to ever find an actress like?" I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. Uh, also, the WWE y'all were so quick to take in uh, freaking The Rock and John Cena and um, Dave Bautista. Like, you're so willing to take in them and believe them, but like when it comes to a woman, that well, might be a lot of the women now are shorter in the WWE. But that's what I mean. She-Hulk doesn't necessarily, if we're gender bending or if we're like, don't have to go entirely off source material, I don't think she has to be- Six feet. 6'11". Okay. Uh, yeah. Naturally, I think that you can put her in something, I think that we can cheat the camera a little bit, maybe. Look, we put Tom Cruise on Apple boxes for everything. Look, you know, Gamora is green and it's an interesting green. And like, you guys are a chill with Thanos. Like, you know, when everyone saw him, I was like, whoa, what? And then you guys just, everyone loves it. So yeah. anyways, what I'm saying is like, please just be open for the love of God. Like just, you, you don't know, have to have. You're talking about the world today where being open is a thing that people just don't want to do. It just felt like when I asked for thicker actresses, everybody had a reason to not cast them. And I was like, but I want to, a She-Hulk that can crush my head with uh, her thighs. Like, that's what I want to see. And um, anyways, I think that's good representation, having different body types. I'm absolutely for it. Like, let that, look, let me tell you something. If a dude don't want a woman with thick thighs, what is wrong with you fellas? <laughs> what's, wrong? what's wrong with you in your life? <laughs> yeah, let's get some, we'll have different body types up there. That would be great. Yeah. So we start our podcast with what we're geeking out about. Yeah. Jay, what are you geeking out about this week? Uh, for me, it was the announcement of the D23 shows. But on top of that, it, it's not even really comic book and nerdy stuff. It's this little Brother album that came out. Oh, yeah, they snuck that This uh, May the Lord Watch album has been so dope. I've never played something on repeat so many times in my life. On my, in my life. And also, I just saw the uh, Titan Season 2 trailer. Now, I wasn't a fan of season one, but I was like, okay, y'all got me with this one. Okay, good. Y'all that, got me with that this That seems one. to be like the general consensus is people are like, oh, I want to know about <laughs> season one, but season two, this, this one kind of look like heat right here. Well, because I'm a Deathstroke fan, so yeah. anytime you bring Deathstroke in, as long as you can do him justice, I'm good with it. Ooh. And Isai Morales seems to be a good choice for him, the way they got him looking like Slade Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a matter of seeing what they do in the series. Because the whole Titan series, if you haven't seen it, it is literally just... How Dick Grayson becomes Nightwing. That is literally the whole plot of the show. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just Dick Grayson's evolution in a Nightwing. But we have to have these other steps along the way. So, I mean, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of what the DC universe is trying to do, minus Swamp Thing. So let's because woof, that was rough. But let's so you didn't what, like Swamp Thing? Hell no. Uh, I didn't because it didn't. I understand it got canceled early. And I understand that also there was a lot of interference from Warner Brothers from the studio. But the show didn't have an identity. Mm-hmm. You brought James Wan in to make a horror show. So by that, you know, by that standard, I was automatically in. But then you saw the first episode, it was horror based. Second episode was like, all right, this is this exposition now. But then it switched over and it became more about Abby Arcane as opposed to Swamp Thing. And I'm like, I don't need the story of Abby Arcane. This is not her show. It's about Swamp Thing. 
And then I again, with it being cut, I understand. But they were doing so many things that where they knew they were cut, they were setting up like, hey, we might get a season two. No, you're not. You set up so much unnecessarily. Mm. So that frustrated me with that. D Zang. That's cool. I if we gotta do a swamp thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know? That, that was good. I guess for me. The big thing I was geeking out about it—it it has been like a good music drop because you had Little Brother. And let's not forget Missy Elliott dropped yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Rhapsody, yeah, Rhapsody, and then uh, all, and there's so much music Raphael drop that I'm Sadiq going. Yep, yeah, like it's just been lots of music to end the summer strong too. So uh, that's definitely been fun. I think the you know personal thing I've been nerding out about is uh, uh, Naomi is real into PJ Mask and like it's oh been my her, gosh, it's that's been like her, crack for them. It's yeah. been her life but it's been real interesting to watch because it's the first time of like watching her for the first time experience like fandom where it's like oh like i'm into this and i want every piece of this i want every juice of it and then i then i kind of started getting like hyper philosophical with it where it's like oh pj mask is like you know superheroes on training wheels for kids because they're like getting like the archetypes the enemies they like the tropes and so, like, I'm real excited to, uh, as we head into uh, Spooktober, get a uh, surprise her with her little owlet outfit. My, my daughter loves it, too. Yeah. My daughter's going crazy yes. about pizza. Yeah. I had a DVD they sent me. One of the companies sent me one. I didn't even remember requesting it. And I FaceTimed my daughter. I was like, I got something for you. She was like, what? And I showed her, like, oh, PJ Masks. I love PJ Masks. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to get? I was like, daddy, don't send it. Calm down, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's been wild. Like, she uh, just... Uh, she, in her room, I set up the bed, and then I gave her, like, PJ Masks bedding, and, like, she kept, like, it was like a PJ Masks pillow with all three of them on on it, and, like, yo! And, like, she kept, like, fluffing her pillow and, like, looking at it and putting it <laughs> so in the bed. Like, I was like, okay, well, this is the first time. Like, it's, it's, it's jumping from that, like, now she's at the age where, like, you can give them a gift, and they... They they do appreciate Like, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I like this. The thing, you did good, Dad. Yeah. Is she into Daniel Tiger? No. Uh, well, she she'll mention him. Oh. He's, you know, she she, <laughs> she mentions him. She'll she'll Just like, like on the side. Yeah, like they definitely. You know, I know they're probably communicating about that at school uh-huh. because she mentions him, mm-hmm. but she's not asking for him on the screen. That's when so went, funny. Yeah, it was wild. We were in the car and she made me like she was. I was listening to you know, uh, you know. It's definitely getting real into Sad Boy Fall. I've been listening to my Drake and Weekend on repeat, and she had her fingers in her ear and i was like what's up baby do you do you want to listen to something and she was like yeah uh, pj mask i'm like you want to listen to pj mask you want to listen to the theme song and she's like yeah yeah so Dad, then i put on the on theme spotify. i put of course spotify has the dance <laughs> yes, theme it, yes, song it does she was happy and then like i was like oh they have a whole album where people there's just nonsense songs based off of each of the characters Love it. and she was jamming and i had to put my foot down i was like i can't listen to this baby <laughs> this is a rap we're going back to drake we're going back to drake this is a rap how dare you yeah, nah, she was cool um, the thing that I'm geeking out about, I, was, I guess we're all doing personal things, is a personal thing that I started to do was TMS, which is transcranial um, stimulation. People do it for depression and PTSD. I've known about it for years. Um, and actually, Neil Brennan talks, I think he talks about it in his special. We, He and I both uh, did a different treatment before that but we, that we both hated um, at the same doctor. And then I've been wanting to do TMS which they essentially stimulate, it's like electrodes, they stimulate your head. Um, if you suffer from depression, they also do it for anxiety as well. And um, yeah, it used to be really expensive. Now it's covered by insurance or there's places that will work with you. So it's like not as expensive. Um, but anyways, it's just really cool. I've had to go in every single day. Not every Monday through Friday. I go in like every day, Monday through Friday, uh, for six weeks, and I'm hitting my six week. So I, to me, that's really dope that we live in a time that you can. Uh, What's the feeling like from from then to now for you? It just feels like I spiral less. Like you know, we live in a really tough. Uh, the world is tough in general, and everything on the news is just so devastating. So me, I'm very. Em- Epithet, like I'm an empath, like yeah. I just feel that entirely. And I've been super open even on this podcast about depression. And but the town that we're in, you're at the mercy 
Like you can have a perfect audition. I know because I had a friend of mine who literally had like they called him and were like, you were perfect. Like that was the best audition that we've seen. And they still went with someone else because that happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. They want someone else or they just and that can that can be soul crushing. That can be so soul crushing that it was like there's nothing else I could have done more. Uh, And so you just have to kind of be resilient, be resilient. And so for me, um, I have found that it, it helps me spiral less. It feels like I was actually telling open Mike Eagle this. Cause if you and I were talking about him before this, yeah. uh, it feels like, um, t- at first it feels like taps on your head uh, and just like someone taking their nail and kind of like just tapping one spot in your head. But as they increase the intensity, which me, I have a high pain threshold so I can handle it. It kind of feels a little bit like someone tattooing your head. <laughs> Not in a bad way, though. Just, just like an electric like shot. Uh huh. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Do you remember those games they used to have in the arcade where you had to hold the handrails and it yeah. stimulated electricity, but it just oh, vibrated yeah. super mm-hmm. hard? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like that. It's kind of like that. And you want to know something really funny? If he is that, uh, they'll play something for you while you. It's only like a couple of minutes, really. Uh, but they'll play something on Netflix or whatever for you if you want to watch it. And I always say no because I just want to like meditate during that time. But someone, my first day I came in was watching Ricky Gervais's stand up and I was like, oh, I feel like this is going to undo my TMS. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to. They were like, do you want to finish watching this? I was like, no. And then the person like that I came in the next day, they're watching Queer Eye. I'm like, this is much better. Um, but yeah, I was like, no, I do not want to watch Ricky Gervais while I'm trying to undo Somebody my- watching a Quentin Tarantino movie <laughs> <laughs> watching Django, you like. Ah. <laughs> I just I don't want somebody to just constantly say, "Are you triggered? Are you triggered?" The whole time I'm oh, doing yeah, it. Yeah. Anyway, so I thought that was cool. Um, kind of guinea pigging myself, but you can research it if it's something that you think that you might benefit from. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's jump right into it. We're gonna jump right down and do the nitty gritty we normally do. Let let off to a little pub book publication history and that early stuff then we'll probably kick to a break before we really jump into it but first off and foremost we're talking about the eternals and the eternals are a fictional race of humanoids appearing in the american comic books published by marvel comics they're described as an offshoot of the evolutionary process that created sentient life on earth original instigators of this process the alien celestials intended the eternals to be defenders of earth which leads to the, the inevitability of war against their destructive counterparts the deviants the Eternals were created by Jack Kirby and made their first appearance in The Eternals number one in July of 1976. Yeah, so uh, Jay, can you talk us through this? So they're humanoid appearing, but they're not humans. They're based- All right, here's the best analogy for it. you. Re- you remember that movie Prometheus? Yeah. Remember how it was where the giants basically took humans and all that stuff to make the xenomorphs? Oh, okay. They were basically trying to make better humans. They, they wanted to make g- humans that were better to be able to protect humans on Earth. So they did these experiments, used these cosmic radiations, and gave them all. All of them have the same abilities, but it's just varied as to which can do. So to an extent, they are immortal, but some aren't. You know, they all have super strength. They can fly, shoot cosmic beams out, things like that. So they basically enhanced all these different individuals. But depending on what their proximity is to certain things, it varies. They can teleport. They can transmutate. They can do all these different things. So you're talking about... The, the race that ended up spawning in humans, mutants, and going on forward. So that's what they are. And it's just, it also ties a lot into various mythologies, Greek and Roman. Yeah. So actually, Jack Kirby was working on New Gods at DC. He had left Marvel Comics and he went to work at uh, uh, DC and made New Gods, but then it got canceled. And so he returned to the Eternal. So I wonder if that would have influenced. Well, that, you can see a lot of influence. Myth- yeah. yeah, you can see the influence in a lot of different crossover type things from the artists and the creators. Again, you'll go to the New Gods and the Eternals. You'll go to Apocalypse and, I mean, uh, uh, you know, Dark Side and Thanos. You'll go to even Deadpool and, you know, uh, Deathstroke. So you'll always see those when the creators go because it's those different influences, different places. But yeah, also the fact that you use this lore and this mythology again. Thor's mythology is based off Norse mythology. When you go to Moon Knight, it's based off of Egyptian mythology. So you just utilize that and just change it over a little bit to add the superpowered elements behind it. 
Yeah, so it says when the Celestials visited Earth five million years ago and performed genetic experiments on early proto-humanity, they created two divergent races, the long-lived Eternals and the genetically unstable and monstrously <laughs> grotesque deviants. I just love that that's like... <laughs> the way they break it down, yeah. Yeah, the way they broke it down, but also like just uh, tropes that we see is like you create this like perfect bean and then this like... Mon- mon- yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> so- wish it's bad that we both did something nobody yeah. gets. No one can see. We did a hunch. What is that? Igor, whatever. Igor's the hunchbacks. Yeah. Yeah. So these experiments also led to the capacity for superpowered mutations in humans. I guess what I didn't know is you're saying that the Eternals led to X Men. The they primarily led to the Inhumans. But, but you said also mutants. Mutants. If you go further down, mutations oh, okay. and whatnot, and that's what they're probably going to do in the movie. You think that that's they're how they u- might introduce that's mutants? That's exactly this is oh, pretty okay. much. They're going to utilize this because this way you can say, how was the mutation? They lie dormant in a lot of people because even the story with the Eternals, they end up losing their memory. Sprite ends up doing this thing that makes them lose their memory. They forget who they are. So they live regular lives with the exception of Icarus who kind of remembers. He's like, I think I was something else. And then eventually something happens where they all remember. And it, it unlocks that latent dormant gene. With the X-Men, and this way you can do it is everyone's had it. And then all of a sudden the snap opened it up. Right, right. So I didn't know that they also, so they also performed this experiment on other planets such as the Kree Mm -hmm. and Scroll that we saw from Captain Marvel. As well as Spider-Man Far From Home. Remember Ben Mendelsohn reprised his role with him. He was Nick Fury the whole time. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, you're so right, uh, which that is now a mess. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, according to Sony, the post-credit scenes never happened. Okay. That's pretty much how you're going to do that movie. The post-credit scenes never happened. Everything else was cool. Okay, okay. We we have to take a really quick break. We're going to hop into more of the history of the Eternals right after this. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. iHeart Podcast Awards 2023 Podcast of the Year, Las Culturistas, with SNL's Bowen Yang and comedian Matt Rogers. There's stuff happening in 2024 that we really need to address. Pop culture and huge guests like the latest episode with Dua Lipa. The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame starting May 7th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back, still here with Jay Washington. So I know that there are a lot of Eternals. Mm-hmm. How, like, what number are we thinking? <laughs> uh, a lot. Okay, a lot. But the movie will have how many main? Seven. Uh, about eight or eight. nine. I'm looking eight, at yeah, eight or nine. Eight okay, or nine. yeah. So can you walk us through? So we're gonna have Athena, who's the daughter of Zuras. Uh, she's also she was also known as Azura. So that's being played by Angelina Jolie. She had to change her name because of Athena. Oh, yeah. Because of the god. Wait, so so can you talk us through her? Like, what is she she's like? A, she's a warrior. She's a okay. warrior. She battled. She was one of the ones. She, I, think, 
Oh, let me pull that right back. I had I remembered it with her. She's very much a powerful one. She she fights alongside and she definitely tries to help stop a lot of the wars and everything that goes on throughout the Eternals with the different battles. They have battles amongst themselves before they even have battles with the Deviants because there is a civil war that happens that causes them to split off. Because when there are the offshoot, when you have, let's go back to the beginning, when you have the Eternals, they go to Earth. They make the Eternals on Earth. They want to make the protectors. Some don't want to stay there. Some leave. Do we blame them? No. <laughs> did, they, did they know what was going to happen? They, you know. I always, this is the funniest thing of all time is that every hero, every superhero that comes here wants to save Earth or like stay at Earth. And I'm like, I feel like in the real world, this would not. They'd be like, no, we're good. Somebody look Let's at get the screen. out of here. Look at the screen like, hey, that's the planet? You want? This is what? No. You know, there's two planets over the You know, there's, uh, there's other planets. Um, okay, so... So would, she is a warrior. She is a definite warrior. She's the, like I said, she's the daughter of one of the heads. Do they age? They age, but not like us. Okay. So they age super slow. So that's what gives them the immortality look. Like, for instance, uh, Makaris, who basically becomes Max Curry. She's going to be played by uh, Laura Radoff. Ridloff, excuse me. Because of her abilities and moving so fast and constantly running and ex- she exudes her abilities, it makes her vulnerable. Okay. So, like, using up your ability can be like, oh, oh now yeah. you can be killed. Yeah. So, but they still age slow. That's how they, they're going to be able to be around this entire time. They're not directly immortal, right. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They are, they're considered immortal. Just like Thor is like, Yeah, I was going to say, like, the gods. Yeah, yeah like yeah, the yeah, gods like on Thor. Asgard. They're mm-hmm. not immortal. They can right, consider right, right. them immortal, but they're just old. They're, they're more Im- immortal than humans. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. And you know, so they age really slow. Are we talking like she might be ten for like a thousand years or something? Is that? Yeah, we'll just say ten. Do, but they, but they're, but they start out as babies, right? I'm sorry that you have to like walk me through no, their no, no, history. No, 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 no problem. Like so, if someone's pregnant, so with... that that does happen. So okay. she does have a she does have a okay. son with a human who does end up adapting all. Normally, when they have the Eternals have sons with humans, or have children with humans, not just sons. The child normally is human. In the case of Athena's son. Her son had abilities and is a regular eternal. Yeah. So it was a rarity. Okay. So they are, you know, some are born, some are just created. So you have that long line goes down because okay. technically Thanos is an eternal. Wow. You're blowing my mind here. Thanos he, did is you know eternal. that? That what? Thanos is an eternal. Thanos' dad is an eternal. His mom is from Titan. So His dad you're blowing is an eternal. Iffy's mind. Oh, so that's why he's the mad Titan. Damn right. Wow. Wow. And, wow. then, and because people he was listening born, are like, wow, you and be- too. And because he was born, and because he was so, even when it goes, that's one of the things about the film. We'll probably see him be born. <gasps> we'll more than likely see him be born. Because oh my gosh, a little baby Thanos! And Someone needs to go in time and kill him. It's like the baby Hitler. That thing. was the. Uh, that was the. T- uh, that's actually the uh, concept of Cosmic Ghost Rider. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, where he tries to go back in time and kill Thanos. Love it. So he actually, because even when you go to him. He kills his mother and dissects her because he looks different. He wants to know why is it he looks different? Why does he have this rigid chin? Why does he have this purple skin? Oh, this man has always been. Oh, yeah. He's always up. been. It's just him. It was just him and his brother. And then he always looked different and he was picked on. So he was basically an incel. Look at your chin, boy. Boy, look at, look at your chin. <laughs> it's your crinkly face. So, yeah. So you have all these different things. Okay. You, you know, he is one of those. He's an offshoot. He's a product. But he became the deviant almost type. But he wasn't super grotesque. He just was different. Mm-hmm. He just was different. So you have these offshoots that are born. There are different generations, like up to five generations of Eternals that have happened. But there's a the movie is going to focus on one particular batch because that way you can go and spawn forth in the MCU with the cosmic version. Okay. Okay, so we heard about Angelina Jolie's character. Mm-hmm. What about Kumel's? So Kumel's going to play Kingo. He's a master swordsman. He really is just like a real chill dude. He likes making weapons. These are things that he's going to do when he becomes a human, in a sense, in mental state. Okay. Because it's not like he's actually a human. He forgets that he is eternal. So he's a master swordsman. So when you have somebody like this who is weapons advanced and everything, he has these abilities, but you're using Kumel Nanjiani, you're like, eh, this is going to work. But it's going to be funny. Yeah. It's going to be funny with, he, with what he does. Because there are other warriors. You have Don Lee who's playing Gilgamesh, who's also a warrior, who's been confused to people like Hercules down the line. Again, Greek and Roman mythology. You have him probably, we'll figure out how the iteration, well, the interaction, excuse me, with him and Kit Harrington, who's basically the Black Knight. Because the Black Knight ends up having this relationship with Cersei, who's played by Gemma Chan. So it's just so many things. Like, you have that character. When you go to a Kingo who is just like, 
I live by myself. I pretty much chill by myself. I make weapons, but I know how to use them. I still have these abilities. I like to be reserved. You have Gilgamesh, who is more just like, I really want to be by myself. I really want to be alone. Icarus is cocky. That's where we get the legend from. Icarus is cocky, and that's Richard, Mad- Richard Madden's character. Sprite is like a little trickster that always likes to manipulate things like a very tiny Loki with the, with the long-lasting Benjamin Button disease. So you have these different characters. Because Sprite is like 10,000 years old but looks like a 12-year-old. And Leah McHugh, who's playing her, is as cute as a button. Yeah. Just as cute as a button. So you have, it's going to be confusing for a lot of people. Because everybody's like, wait, what is all this for? This is the biggest exposition plot device film the MCU has ever done. To lay the groundwork. To great lay the groundwork going forward completely. Yeah. Is there, do they consider Earth home? or yeah. where? Okay. So you have the, so the Celestials made the, the Eternals that stay on home. That's home. They live on Olympia. They have their own spot called Olympia. They have their home, but then you have the other ones who lived on Titan, Saturn's moon, i.e. Thanos. So they do call Earth home. So it's, it's going to be very, there's a battle that ha- they fight in New York, they fight in London, they fight all over after they realize who they are. They end up working for the, uh, they end up working with the Avengers. The Black Knight goes, joins the heroes for hire at one point in a comic book generation. Oh, yeah. So you have all these different things that can happen. Again, you're laying the groundwork for a very long stretch of your next two phases. It really, because I think, I think if you go back and listen to some narratives, that was my guess was that we're going cosmic well, in the said, next phase. They, they said it. Yeah, they said it for yeah. a while. And you have to, you know, you think, I'm sorry to cut you off. You think it's simple with just saying, oh, well, we just did Captain Marvel and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and blah, blah, blah. Now we're instantly cosmic. And it's like, no, there's a whole bigger level of this that people don't even get yet. So I wonder if, like, this is all going to lead to annihilation. I think everybody's more focused on Secret Wars. Because mm. Annihilation was easy. Everybody thought that's what uh, Endgame was. Yeah. Would have been mm-hmm. Annihilation. Everybody yeah. thought that's what Endgame was. And now that that whole thing is through, it's now building up to this real big thing that's going to happen again. And it's not going to be just a regular at the end of phase four. This is what's happening. This is going to be like another two, three phases. Everything comes together. So again, it may be Annihilation, but more than likely Secret Wars because of what we're building in now, especially with the Marvel. Studios Disney Plus shows. By Secret Wars, are we talking about the scroll scrolls invasion? and super scroll invasion, super scroll invasion? But mm-hmm. again, you have the how do the super scrolls come? You can use this whole thing from the Eternals with them making the deviants with the deviants experiment on crawl worlds, the crawl the screen of crawl worlds to do those things. You can have those things open that door. You lay that groundwork and that foundation, which is interesting because they've kind of painted scrolls in this like nice light, so that you know. Or they they did, and I thought about that till I watched Captain Marvel one more time. When you see technically Ben Mendelsohn's character get shot, and you think he's killed, watch his kid's face. His kid has that face like the daughter in Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. Like I will come back and kill everybody, and that's how you turn somebody evil. Find the ways to defeat who you thought were the good guys. You have those things happen. That's gonna be fun. So, can you tell me some of your favorite moments of the Eternals in the comics? Are there moments that stand out that were like, oh, uh, this is dope. This is brutal. They have they had this moment where they fought. They were fighting and they thought they were fighting Kang the Conqueror, but it wasn't. It was one of the Eternals actually making them think it was what? Kang. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that there's like when you said before they even le- before they even left, like they got in a fight with each other. Yeah, they fought, like, oh, they, that's Cain and Abel stuff right there. Technically, that's what it is. It's always it's always a Cain and Abel, a civil war type thing, yeah. for lack of better words. It's always a battle within. And that battle within always has the casualties being humans. Yeah. Because we're caught in the middle of it no matter I mean, what. when you were like, and they fought in New York, I'm like, how terrifying of a world to live in. Like, this is just so hilarious to me if, like, if you actually considered living in the Marvel world and it's like you just have people constantly, like, tearing down bridges. And I wouldn't live in New York. Far from home. I, I would, know New York. I would right? never live in New York again. Yeah. Don't live in any city, but definitely yeah. not New York because that's where everything takes place. Everything is happening. No. I'm looking at the news. How first. do people still live there? And how is their insurance not like how just sky high? How is the rent high? still high? Yeah. Like, how are you still like, yo, this it's going to be $2,000. It's like a war zone. $2,000 for a studio. It was just an alien invasion around the corner. But yeah. don't pay no attention to that. Yeah. But you have had, you have had them fight with Kang, against Kang. You've had them fight against each other. You've had them fight against Apocalypse. You've had them do so many different battles that, again, they didn't get recognition because of who the characters are. 
they're just everybody's like, all right, this is the Eternals. This is. Is a, there one or two that you feel people really gravitate towards that stand out from the others? A lot of people don't know the comics. I mean, a lot of people will go towards Icarus because of his cocky attitude. Yeah. A lot of people will go towards. They make go towards Gilgamesh because of who he was, you know, compared to throughout history. All the different ones: Samson, Beowulf, Hercules, things like that. Um, Ajax. A lot of people don't know. Cersei is one as well. Um, the Black Knight. The only reason I bring him up is because he's not an Eternal directly. But his sword was actually in Doctor Strange. Uh, people don't know that. It was in the House of Relics. With oh, yeah. Uh, didn't um, Scott Derrickson tweet and he was like, yeah, I'm surprised it took people that long to see it. Well, because nobody paid attention to like, it takes those people who stopped the, you know, stopped the movie. Oh, yeah. And then just pause it. Oh, you mean Adam frame. Lavick and Hector Navarro? Man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like every time they went, like, all right, pause it. What do you see here? What do you see here? What do you see here? There's nothing Hector Navarro doesn't know. That he doesn't. Yeah. He already knows, like, probably what phase, what or phase are we in now? We're going into four and four, five. Yeah. I think he Hector already knows, knows seven. everything. Like, he knows every inch of every comic ever written. <laughs> I would. I remember I went to Hector's old apartment. He has a comic books on comic books on comic books just mm-hmm. sitting all over the place. But you have these characters who, again, they're not popular characters. Right, but that's Marvel's... Um, success guardians of the galaxy yeah well i mean iron man to be honest like who cared about iron man he was a c-list character captain america just to a certain extent even yeah yeah captain america was not a very prominent he was just captain america yeah he wasn't a super like you got to have a captain america comic book i almost feel like maybe they had to do that with what they were going up against when you have someone that's batman and superman which were the most known most distributed most product placed like you know you just they were the icon they were the superheroes mm-hmm. from the beginning that you have to almost do something a real little risky to take away from yeah that. and casting oh. robert downey jr's iron man is the most risky thing you can do absolutely very risky and i think he related to the character the most out of anyone i think if he was going to bring something as a struggling alcoholic that needed a second chance and he found that in tony stark what better person that can play that than someone that's lived that life yeah i know that which was so interesting because that was like such a big part of tony stark's character is how much of an alcoholic he was and recovering and they never really touch on that in the in the they teased the demon in a bottle and like iron man 2 when Mm -hmm. he was getting drunk because he was dealing with the poisoning from the palladium they teased it but they never because it's again it's marvel it's disney they're not going to go deep into tony stark's an alcoholic yeah although now they're definitely creeping into i mean they're they're definitely bringing in stuff and i think these disney plus series are too are going to. I, I think just wonder mean- how far they'll go. Well, I will say, I mean, I think they might have announced this. Uh, I mean, they they touched on it, but the way that was uh, that it was told to me by someone who was able to be lucky enough to go into the hive mind of uh, Disney and get like the phases laid out. Um, is that you know they're really touching, just like in the comic when Sam Wilson became. Uh, Captain America. There was the whole plot about you know America not wanting. Oh yeah, that's the plot of the fans. Yeah, yeah, and they and that's what they're gonna approach in the uh, TV series. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're actually gonna go into that, which is interesting because I thought they might have shied away from that, but that uh, that opens and forces a very important discussion uh, that you know MCU fans are now gonna have to uh, look stare at in the face. Well, they did let. I felt like with Black Panther, they really let them make jokes that I don't think they would have been oh, able yeah, to five years ago. I well, think that Brian was a yeah, that's a movie right. you can do it. It's it's got the open. It's there. Like, hey, you can make it here if anything else. I think yeah. also Ryan probably had it. Ryan Coogler had a big part in that. I think that he was like, "Not, we're gonna do this." Well, it's just <laughs> one of those things too that I think. Um, I think I've said it before where it's like as much as I hated how long it took, that's the only way we could have gotten the version that we've gotten because by the time Black Panther was out, Marvel was in their bag a bit. They were like, we can take risks. We've we've kind of mastered this kind of space so we'll let you know kugler have the freedom to push it i feel like if it would have came out any earlier they would have there would have been a lot of pushback a lot of worries a lot of this a lot of that but just i think as a as a society the zeitgeist and as a company they were just willing to just give a little more freedom and it paid off and now it's because i mean I'm sure we still got a version that was noted down a bit. You know, it just wasn't like fully, you know, they they gave them some wins. So two, I think, is going to while out because now with the chip on the – now that they got the chip, uh, you know, they can't tell them nothing. Mm -hmm. 
You thought they were calling people colonizers before in the first one. <laughs> Just wait to what you see in this second one. Oh, man. Jay, can you tell everyone about Ajak? Because we did kind of skip over her. Oh, yeah. That's Selma Hayek's character. She is the leader of everybody. Mm-hmm. She is one of those one. Again, she was just, she's a man in the comics. A strong warrior, dominant, powerful, has been able to battle up against uh, Uranus, who was one of the other heads who split off, and has never backed down. And so to have somebody like Selma Hayek play play that character is going to she's oh never, my gosh the fan art I cannot wait oh you saw, did you see the, you saw the concept art of the costume mm-hmm. right so it's like let's see what the mm-hmm. cosplays are gonna look like well or, just keep following her Instagram people okay <laughs> <laughs> don't pop up on there your 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 stalking of her Instagram is amazing <laughs> but yeah she's gonna be the the one that makes sure she lays everything down yeah we'll start figuring things out as well again figuring out like. Again, her identity will be taken away from her. Mm-hmm. She won't remember who she is. She'll be in somewhere like in Russia and won't remember who she is until something happens. So that it, it depends on also if they decide to go the route of is the snap going to do it? Is something else going to do it? You know, is the waking of the dream of celestial going to do it? All these different elements have to be put into place to figure out how do you make them remember who they are? Because we're going to see the beginning. We know it's a Marvel movie, so it's probably two and a half hours. The first half hour. Shows you the 35,000 years ago, the time back when everything started. Gives you all that. Shows you the split off. Potentially, like I said earlier, the Thanos birth. Then we go to the present day. However we go that way. Then we see what happens with the Deviants, how they come back. Because they're still on Earth and they come back. They're still on Earth and they're in dormant. They're like basically the Decepticons were in the Transformers series. How they were there, but nobody ever knew. The Deviants will be there. Then we figure out how they come into it. Wake up the Eternals. Wake up their inside personalities. Boom. We go into this battle. We get uh, Brian Tyree Henry, who's potentially working, like I said, as an engineer, but somebody with a big-ass hammer, a la Thor. He has his own hammer, Fastos, with a hammer that is shoots out lightning, well, shoots out energy bolts. Yeah, so you talked a little bit about their powers. Um, I know they obviously have superhuman strength. Yes. Super speed. Flight, energy blast, molecular manipulation, telekinesis, teleportation. I get it all Yeah, they there. have mind control. Yeah. And that's one of, of the things with Sprite. And they have a thing where they come to collect collective as a unimine. It's a one giant celestial. They, I mean, not celestial, excuse me, eternal they make, which is like, okay, so they form up like Voltron. Cool. <laughs> Got it. Let's make this happen. So we'll see how that goes. Again, more than likely that will happen if you end up bringing up the dream of celestial because you need somebody just as powerful as a celestial who created the Eternals to battle the Eternals. Why do you think that people, I mean, the people that did read the comics, what do you think made them gravitate towards the Eternals? Somebody different, something different. Okay. Something different. And also those people who were interested in mythology. Mm, Yeah. If you're, if you're a history buff, if you love mythology, that's why you go into Thor. That's why you love everything about Asgard. You want to find all these things out. So when you hear, Oh man. So they were in Olympia, which is like Greece to them and they have all these things oh wow all these things connect so this is mercury you know saying this is the god of the sun and who runs fast and all this you're like okay so i want to learn more about it but then you get that superhero element on top of it and so now you're like oh okay how does this keep going and at a point they kind of slow it down it's like all right well i'm gonna go gravitate over to the different iterations of the avengers or maybe the defenders or even the west coast avengers or whatever else they may bring the x-men for instance yeah, I didn't ask you up top, but what was your first introduction to them? Me being at home at uh, me being home and after going to Walgreens and buying comics on the racks, because I'd already read X Men, I'd read Spider Man, I'd read all of them, and I just happened to see an Eternals. I was like, all right, cool. My grandmother bought it for me, three dollars. Let's go. <laughs> and so, because I always, so I would never be able to just go out. I always tell everybody, I never went outside just normally in my neighborhood because I grew up because they were always shooting. So I would buy comic books, and so I'd already read. Like I said, X-Men, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, all this. Got introduced to Black Panther. And then I saw this one. I was like, all right, I haven't read this one. So cool. This is nice. Let me find out about another one and another one. Let me go to the comic book shop. And so you read those. I didn't stay fully into it. I read enough to like, yo, I know about these. And then when I got this Marvel Cosmic book, it made me go right back and research more again. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, we are going to Comic Cosmic Phase for for the MCU and stuff like that. Can you talk about some of their relationships with each other? Like I said earlier, uh... The Black Knight and Cersei, they do this thing called the Joshi Gen. It's like they have a bond together. Uh, Icarus is Druig's cousin. Druig is played by Barry Kagan. I think that's his name. I can't know if I'm pronouncing it right. But 
they have relations. A lot of them are family, father and son, daughters, cousins. Again, you have people like Gilgamesh who just wanders. You have King. But some of them hate each other. Mm-hmm. They don't like each other. Some of them, I mean, they, they're meant to be protected. They're meant to be this mm-hmm. global force of heroes together for Earth. Right. But at the same time, it's like, if we're all together all the time, I don't like you. Yeah. Maybe they shouldn't have made them so human. You know what? Can, <laughs> we, uh, can we turn Danny's mic off real quick? We're going to turn this thing off. Wait, did you notice her face? She was like, I got this moment. I'm going to drop yeah, it. I'm about yeah, to drop she, it. Uh, that's, that's the one thing. There are two moments that no one at home will get to see. One is that moment where she had this face like, oh, I'm about to hit y'all with some heat. And second, when you were mentioning how powerful Selma Hayek's character was, Danny was leaning back oh, in I such a way she that was... she was letting it wash over her. Like, yes, yeah, Selma I saw Hayek. It. Yes. She's like, give me all of this, Selma Hayek. You know what? It's really weird. We have to take a really quick break right now. Um, just randomly. And we will be right back after Bye. this. Ding dong, Las, Las Culturistas calling. iHeart Podcast Awards 2023 Podcast of the Year Las Culturistas with SNL's Bowen Yang and comedian Matt Rogers. There's stuff happening in 2024 that we really need to address. Pop culture and huge guests like the latest episode with Dua Lipa. The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame starting May 7th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back, still here, joined by Jay Washington. Did anybody ever tell you you have that quiet storm drive home, <laughs> late night, off work at midnight voice? Delilah. <laughs> People will get that. She's um, syndicated everywhere. Um, but Jay, what are some things about the Eternals that people should know going into if they don't know, or just in general that we might have glossed over. I didn't bring up the fact that also in the process of the mutations with the deviants, you did get the Inhumans. So mm-hmm. this movie actually is the replacement for the Inhumans. Movie. Wait, what happened with it's not coming out? Because uh, right? that TV show yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't see the clips from the no. TV show? Uh, there's just one clip I need you to see. Was of it Maisie him remembering it? Of, No, of, that was the New Mutants. Yeah. That but, was, so which con- is never coming out either. Yeah, so but yeah, uh, There was a... a cutscene where Black Bolt has a flashback that just looks so you know the one where his parents are yelling and he's like no (laughs) yes basically so Anselmo played Black Bolt and his ability was he can't talk because if he talks his voice will just it's like the voice of God it'll just explode you so his parents would chastise him about something against his brother and then they were like we're gonna have (laughs) you doing something he was like no and then the parents just exploded against the wall so wow. yeah, but the movie, that sounds awesome. But the show was terrible. But yeah, okay. So this was like, granted, the Inhumans were supposed to come earlier. Did was it ever released? The yeah, the whole eight episodes went on ABC, and the first two episodes appeared in IMAX theaters, and people paid like twenty five dollars to see that nonsense. 
this was a Inhumans, and then New Mutants also got that. Never came out. Though. That will no, never that, come out. Yeah, it was supposed to be. Was this that on Fox? Horror. Yeah, it was on. Okay. It was on the Fox okay. side. They sent me. Um, I appreciate it very much. They sent me a DNA kit, which now I kind of regret because it's like for well, uh, the gifted. They do it for the gifted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, the gifted. That, that was, was the you know, gifted. There's so many. Yeah, that was for the gifted. A lot. Yeah, of the X World was really blown out, and it's funny because they had a hit with Legion, and it seemed like people were digging the gifted, but it wasn't as like. Well, because it was it was too much. We reference the X Men, but we never will see the X Men. Mm-hmm. Like every. That's the thing is like you can only visit the well so many times before people really gonna want a taste of that good stuff. Gotham. That's mm-hmm. how we. Gotham was rough because it was so anachronous. Like, like just so, so much stuff was like, okay, this can't possibly make sense. Like, how are you Can already I... seeing poison ivy? Why is the penguin oh, yeah, yeah, way yeah. older? Like, and why is he skinny? Yeah. Like... Bro. Ify, I need to tell you, because you, you and I are in a bunch of, um, and I'm sure you are too, Jay, in a bunch of writing groups on Facebook, and there was some dude that was like talking about how someone like stole his idea for like a movie, but also in there he was like, and I had this idea about like a show where Bruce Wayne is young. I'm like, who wouldn't have that idea? It's yeah. literally the most, like, <laughs> the you're, most, not, you're uh, not. I mean, it's the wildest thing to ever think <laughs> that someone stole your idea yeah, that you Gotham. built off an IP that you do not own. Like, you like, like, and I also was going to pitch, I'm like, yeah, so would literally anyone else because there's also Bruce Wayne when he's old yeah. an old man there's Bruce Wayne when he's young like there's so many different and we have that Bruce Wayne when he's old we end up getting Batman Beyond yeah. by the way speaking of which the, the voice of Bruce Wayne will be playing old Bruce Wayne yeah. in the uh, crisis Oh, I know so much that's happening about that crisis uh, crossover. I know so many people that are appearing that still have yet to be announced. Ooh. They're doing more than what everybody is expecting. Mm. It is it is going to be unique. How like People are going to pop in just for a hot second here and there. You're going to be like, oh, so they really decided to say this is every universe. Oh, dang. So, yeah, one of the things, like I said, um, one of the things, too, like I brought up earlier, is the Dreaming Celestial. Okay. So the Dreaming Celestial is also known as uh, Tiamut, and it's the se- he's the second oh, yeah. host. He's the one who made the deviants themselves. Yes. So he created them. And so he's buried away. He's hit like he's lying just underground somewhere and they find him. And because they find they want him to basically say, hey, help us defeat the regular, the regular uh, Eternals. Okay. The deviants want to find him. Yeah. And then the Eternals cannot, uh, one of their weaknesses is that they can't go after their creator. No, they right? can okay. It's like a RoboCop Prime Directive. Okay. You cannot go after your creator. So you but can't... I imagine that, that something happens there in the That's comments. the Unimine. Okay. The Unimine ends up allowing them to do it. They can't do it individually. Okay. So like Icarus can't go after the Dream of Celestial, but the Deviants, they don't want to. They could, but they don't want to. So yeah, that is one of the big things that is, is going to happen. But again, it depends on how they're going to take this. It's hard to say exactly where we don't know the plot yet. All this is just assumption. Like, yeah, they can do this and do that and do this and do that because it'll give you this, this, and that. But until you know anything, it's just hard right now. Can you imagine what the posters are going to look like? So many. All type of space and stuff. No, I'm just saying because you just you want know, all to- the Selma Hayek posters. No, come out. that would be hilarious and I would love that. But um, no, I would love it if it were literally just space and no none of the characters. <laughs> But what I meant is like, you know, in the Infinity War poster, it was like everyone that's ever yeah. existed was on there. <laughs> I think it'd be nice to just with those just do like things An splitting emblem. up. Like oh, a, something splitting. Uh-huh. Because you don't like for those who don't know, don't don't understand it. One is the deviants, one is the eternals. Mm-hmm. Just things like splitting off in cool. space. Mm-hmm. Things like that. So we'll see. Oh my gosh, if they take that. People listen people listen to this podcast that I had no idea. People will come up and be, yeah. So anyways, Jay came yeah. up with that idea. So I mean, you have yeah. to hit him up. Also, that. at one time, we got a uh, email from Kevin Feige. He was like, Iffy, you're right about everything. <laughs> Everybody needs to smash that follow on Twitter, No, bro. but we have like writers that are at, yeah. like Marvel comic writers and other people that listen that I had no idea. And they'll, um, they obviously know more about this of stuff, course, then like, we all do, yeah. But then, but then, you know, we'll drop some heat on our Halloween episode or whatever <laughs> stuff that they don't know. The other topics they don't know. We cover a wide range, not just, not just uh, comic book IP. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. So, so okay, so we have that. Is there anything else that you feel people need to know about the Eternals? This is their first, obviously. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm trying, is, I'm no, trying no, to think no, out of gonna, everything we told. I was going to say, this is, so they've mainly been in the comics. This is their first uh, iteration, really. This Be is obviously. Be open-minded with it, first and foremost. It, on the fi- in the film, okay. Because Smart. just, again, I, I will always compare it to the way Guardians dropped. 
when you heard there was going to be a talking raccoon and a talking tree, if you didn't know who the Guardians of the Galaxy were, you were like, this is not going to work. Also, the talking tree was Vin Diesel. <laughs> who did it in every language. Who went so in, Groot. Who went in the booth it. on day one in stilts. Now, which is a true story. He walked in on stilts. But that wasn't every recording. No, that was just the first day. They yeah. were like, you don't. I don't know if that's going to sound the best, my man. <laughs> yeah. You don't need these stilts. <laughs> but yeah, it's really just make sure you... Understand. You can do some research on it, but it's also knowing, hey, this is leading up to something bigger. Mm-hmm. So don't go in like, I didn't, I don't get what all this is for. Oh, you mean you don't think that maybe the stakes will be as high in this because they're it's a paving b- away for Yeah, it's paving okay. away for everything else. Okay. So, you know, some people are like, oh, well, I didn't think I was, I thought I was going to get this and I was going to get that and I didn't get this. You're going to get some action. It's a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. But you may not get exactly what you're expecting. Gotcha. Like, you might not get the eternal story that you know from the comics that might not come down for a movie or two. Right. You might get okay. some, you'll get a abridged version uh-huh. that'll go, hey, like I said, here's the beginning. Here's your little Thanos. Here's Thanos. There you go. Mm-hmm. You got him. You're good. Ooh, now we're moving forward. Thanos. You get baby Thanos and that's it. I can't. And then you move forward. You probably get you get the fight. You get the awakening them up, and they're like, "Oh, so this is this bigger thing that's happening." This may be your MC, your mutant post credit scene movie. Uh, I think Thor actually said about killing him as a baby in Infinity War. I haven't rewatched Infinity War lately, but I thought he was the one that said. I it. think it was an Endgame. Somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, they brought it up. They brought it up. Like, the the time him as a machine. Baby. But yeah, it's, oh, it's, the time machine. Yeah, it was the whole time machine thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no. So Cosmic Ghost Rider is Frank Castle uh, as the Ghost Rider when he got killed. He sold his soul to Dormammu, not Dormammu. Um, is, is who's the underworld guy? Um. Mal, Mal, Mephistopheles? Close to it. Mephisto? Mephisto. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sold his soul to Mephisto, became the new Ghost Rider. Then he, like, became a Galactus's herald. And then, so he became Cosmic Ghost Rider. Then he killed Galactus. And then he, uh, and then he said he was going to go back in time to kill, to kill Thanos, baby Thanos. He couldn't kill baby Thanos. He tried to, like, raise him as a good person because of all the bad stuff that turned him into. But it envis- and it, he still ends up turning out evil. So he tried to go back in time to kill. It's really it's a fun romp. But the newer version is written by Nick Giovanetti and Paul Shear. I have and, yet to read it. Oh wow! And yeah, because he gets trapped back in time after that run, which uh, like uh, Nick Coates, Nick Coates, uh, Nicky Coates. Sorry, I'll, I'll you I, I I love you. Uh, the first writer hands it off. Like he ends and he ends up being trapped in time. He's like, well, I'm going to just stay in time because he wants to stay in time and see if he can prevent his family from being killed. Uh, And it's like a fun, wholesome romp. And also it was real cool because that's when I was in the room with Nick and I got to see the the writing process of a comic. So Mm -hmm. like getting getting to see that, seeing the early pins and learning that and trying to, you know, uh, do one other thing uh, on on the list of the many things that I'm already doing. Uh, So thank Nick for that insight and all that stuff. And check out Cosmic Ghost Rider. You know what's going to be wild is I wonder if they um, all of the Eternals are going to have different accents because <laughs> you have Kit Harrington and you have Selma oh Hayek, my God, I but they're they all do. supposed to be from the same like kind of grew up in the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, yeah. why does he sound British uh, or what? Well, the thing is with them being in these different areas, I guess it's that whole you adapt to where you're from. Like people who aren't from California, and Los Angeles, now all of a sudden they've been here for some time. They okay. they lose their regular accents and whatnot. So I think you can play that that level. Got it? Because um, him and Selma Hayek do not sound anything. Some I yeah yeah <laughs> not, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Which, basically um, said is which is get, like while everyone in Star Wars is like what British or something. Isn't that it? Well, yeah. The whole outworld is the, Brit- Yeah. The galaxy is British. Just like they did in Krypton. Everybody was British. You just have the, those different things that happened uh, with this. It's, it's a different one. This is a book. This is a book. These are the characters in the books who they set up everything. They've been around for the longest. Eventually they come back to bring the, you know, the Celestials come back. There's this big battle with them against the Celestials. We're not going to get that in the film. We're not because that's too much. That's too much. That's an entire. That's the entire phase by itself. We're not going to get that. We're going to get this movie where it's going to set up these characters. Now, will they all just make them live? Because you know the MCU is the has a thing for. All right, well we got to kill you off. You got to go. <laughs> I mean, there's I'm too many. very down there's, for that. Well, it's just because people. there's so many people. 
Have you ever seen that gigantic Marvel poster? Yeah. With everybody. I'm very okay with people dying. Like, it's just a necessary yeah. part of people. life. You we can't say that with a, with a cute sound and voice, though. You can't do that. <laughs> I'm very okay with people dying. I like when there's stakes, like when someone actually stays dead, which even though this is comic book world. But... Says the Dragon Ball Z fan. Mm, it's true. I guess Vegeta died. <laughs> you know, You're which, correct. you know, I forgot to mention that in my geeking out about this small sidebar, but. <laughs> I think one of the coolest things about uh, the Kakarot game coming out is that they went ahead and put in those fatherhood moments that I said existed between apps, and y'all gonna have to Everyone play it. Everyone knew that y'all, they y'all existed. Have to play. That doesn't mean that they think that he's Bro, a good dad. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> well, I'm gonna get my Goku daddy moments. No, you know, the best moment <laughs> is that they added the DMV scene, where you actually have to go to the DMV. That, yeah, that is the... That's, mm, oh, they were, wait, they knew. What? That's like... um. Yeah. Wait, that is real. Yeah. yeah, it's great, and they uh, so so fans are getting it. Fan service. There we go. Oh, love yeah. it, and we accept it, and we love it. I know. Um, uh, but yeah, I guess uh, we will have to check back in. We'll have to have you on our Eternals episode yeah, whenever yeah, when the Eternals the movie, drops. Yeah. This is dropping like twenty. Okay, so we'll see you in two yeah, years. Yeah, we'll see. You. <laughs> yeah, I won't be. I won't be back. They'll be like, yeah, Jay was eventually supposed to come back. Like. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see you. We'll bring you in for more mutant stuff. Yeah, it's like, oh, Jay's doing his European comedy tour, so he can't come on the European. I wish I was doing European tour. You got to speak it to existence, buddy. Yeah, I want to do it. I'd rather do just an Asian one. That's why I want to go in uh, Thailand and do a tour. No, I know comedians that have gone to Japan. Like, even some of my friends that aren't um, as well known, they'll do a Japanese comedy. Yeah, because they love love American comedians and they actually know it. It's like, you would think, like, isn't there a language? language barrier but no they actually know it so it's no they're good. actually educated unlike us they can they're like bilingual as opposed to most of americans that only who, speak english mm-hmm, and that's it and only yeah. think that that's all you should speak other countries actually do their work to try and learn other languages but jay where can everyone catch you uh, you can catch me in these streets. Now you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. J Washington, M R J A Y. You should know how to spell Washington. My YouTube channel, youtube.com slash J A Y Washington 80. And the Mad Titan podcast. Everywhere you get your podcast, listen on. I get you caught up on everything that's happening in the Marvel and DC live action and cinematic universes. It is Barbershop Talk for Nerds. I've been trying to get Danny on there, but Danny is too damn busy. No, you just asked me. Oh, come da- on. I just d- ask me right now. Okay, okay. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> That was the easiest. I mean, every time I'd be like, yo, I should hit up Danny out here working and doing like filling out eight scripts at a thing, 17 auditions. (laughs) You have to do that out here. And then you all will see one of them. No, no, no. I mean, that's not right. There's nothing wrong with that. Trust me. I I know I'm in like several pitch meetings for different things. So I get it. That is one thing I love that Louis Tan, who um, has been in so many of these different superhero things, but uh, is also now in Mortal Kombat, is the lead in Mortal Kombat, that he was like, um, I had so many almost. He posted that like nobody, nobody sees that. Nobody sees all of the almost and the 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 near misses and the the thing that you got called back on but ultimately didn't get and the projects that fell through. You they just see the wins and so I love that he posted that because it's such a good reminder. Well, you know, a lot of people think that people only say that when they make some big happen, so it doesn't really exist to everybody else. You get what I'm saying? Like, if a star says that, then it's like, yeah, this happens. But the if the average person says it's like, well, that doesn't, you know, that's not real life. You're just not working hard enough or whatnot. Uh-huh. I've had people who've said, oh, well, you're just not doing, you're doing stuff. And when you have a no, that means, you know, that that isn't anything. I'm like, yes, it is. Because I, mean, I thought- It's not rent. It's not rent, right? Yeah. Like, I thought, I thought I've had a couple of things. I thought I had a couple of pilots. And I got told by my agent, they was like, they love you. They're bringing you back for the screen test. And then I get nothing. And I was like- are you serious? It's, so it's, I completely yeah. understand that. You have to make a lot of your own stuff out here. It's a lot. But yeah, so oh, that's why I be, that's what I say about, you know, just I know how busy you are. I know what Iffy's out here doing. I follow both of y'all because I just want to be like y'all when I grow up. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just that. And then, a 5'4 uh, Latina. <laughs> a 5'4 sassy Latina. <laughs> Soma Hayek's like 5'2. Who I will go it. at anybody I'm on so, Twitter oh, real quick. That's true. Who will go at people in a heartbeat. But also, yeah, next week, this week when coming up when it comes out, I will be in Salt Lake City for FanX Salt Lake Comic Convention. They're bringing me out again. Uh, to do a couple panels, I don't cool. know. I don't know if I have Benedict Wan, Megna Wayne, or the Power Rangers yet. They tell me I've got one of the three of them. So Dope. It's gonna be fun. Yay! 
Um, I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez on all the things. Yeah, be nice to me when you tweet at me. <laughs> That's great. I love talking to people. I just, uh, <laughs> you know, be kind. Be kind to each other. Um, what else? We have nerd. We have tpublic.com slash nerdificent for merch. If you get some merch, tag us in it and send it to us. Tag at nerdificent and make sure to tag Ify and I because sometimes we don't always see what y'all send to our nerdificent page. We try to keep up as much as possible with it, but definitely you can always tag our personal pages and we will for sure see it because we live online and we see a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. And you know me, if you are away on Twitter and Instagram, if D's on Twitch. Don't forget to slide the re-up those Twitch Prime subs. You got to do it every month. They don't let it recur. So if you listen, you're like, oh, snap, I ain't seen Ify's face while he played video games this month. Come back. Hit me with that Twitch Prime sub. And um, on Thursday, if you're into sneakers and like hearing me talk about sneakers, definitely tune in on Thursdays on Twitch. Uh, we've been on the front page, so you can just go to twitch.tv and you'll find me. Fresh stock. We're talking sneakers and all different types of stuff. So thank you. But follow me on the socials for updates on any shows and all that because I never put it in my calendar. All right, y'all. I forgot to say I'll be at New York Comic Con. Mm. I can't announce my panels yet, but I will post them soon. So if you're going to be at New York Comic Con, I will also be there. We'll see if I'll be there. (laughs) All right, let's get out of here. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Stay Stay nerdy. nerdy. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. iHeart Podcast Awards 2023 Podcast of the Year Las Culturistas with SNL's Bowen Yang and comedian Matt Rogers. There's stuff happening in 2024 that we really need to address. Pop culture and huge guests like the latest episode with Dua Lipa. The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame starting May 7th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.